everybody, welcome to Take the Black React, the Winter is Coming special Game of Thrones after show for the final season ever of the show. Final season. Final season. <laughs> final season. I am Dan Sucky, editor of uh, Winterscoming.net, and you are? I am Sharari Drury, editor-in-chief of Culturist. And we are here to talk about episode 802, still no title. No title yet. <laughs> is keeping it under wraps. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sharari, you are a special guest here. You've never been in the show before. Welcome. Thank you, Dan. Happy to have you. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and is there anything, you have just a base reaction to that? We just watched an hour. Mm-hmm. Or do you want me to go first? You know, I think my basic reaction is lots of steamy stuff <laughs> it happened. Was. It was there was lots of usual. steamy stuff and also lots of whoa reactions is what I'll say. Like, or revelations, I guess. Lots of whoa things that people were told and found out about that I didn't think they were going to find about find out this episode, but they did. Like so, what? What, what do they find out that you I'd say like, going to do first? One that kind of actually surprised me was uh, Gendry, like telling Arya that he's Baratheon's son. Like that kind of shocked me that I knew I, I didn't, I wasn't surprised that they were going to hook up like that didn't shock me, but it shocked me that he so would drink a little. It shocked you a little bit. Yeah, kind of. That like that ship actually that came quickly. through. But what, what I liked is that, I mean, if you make, if you think about it, I think it makes sense. What I love so much about this episode, I, and I think I did love it because mm-hmm. I watched it at home first because it might have leaked just a, a teensy just bit. Just a tiny little bit. Beforehand. <laughs> I loved that it was so slow and so measured and so just kind of mm-hmm. lingering on like small scenes, small character interactions. Yep. Because it was kind of against the grain. Like, you know, Game of Thrones has come under fire a little bit recently for having an incredibly rapid pace for yeah. going too fast. Right. And I'm watching this and like, this was slow. This was like a play almost. This was it so. It kind of was. It, and it has the beats of a play. So I think that makes sense. Like of, of like a, of a first act. Which, I mean, if you think about it, with the Battle of Winterfell coming, you're going to need some of... I, maybe it's nice to have that slow buildup, because I don't think there's going to be a single slow moment next week. I think so, you're right. So I think with season one and... Uh, as far as season eight's episode one and two, I think you had to have a lot of that, because I think once this third episode comes from then on, it's just going to be an avalanche of things and death <laughs> and destruction coming. So maybe you need these first two episodes to reveal things, uh, get people to meet each other that haven't seen each other in a long time, like have all of that happen. Cause there's no time for it afterwards. I think I'm completely right. I think next week is the giant battle. They've been filming forever. And we all heard about it, how big it's yep. going to be, yada, yada, yada. And this, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this, it, it wasn't even like plot momentum. It was just characters talking. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of loved it. Although mm-hmm. l- let's go back to the Arya uh, Gendry stuff. Yes. So let's answer a comment from, we're having a lot of comments in here. Um, Jeffrey, anyone else feeling comfortable with the Arya Gendry love scene? Or was it just me? Ooh, I, you know what though? I was, I was, I felt a little uncomfortable and I think it's not because of them as a couple. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I don't know if you know this, but like, I don't know how old Maisie is. The she's actress. 22. She's 22. She just looks. She's definitely she looks, adult enough. But. She's adult enough, but mm-hmm. I can't help just like, I, I think I was commenting on it to like one of our editors, Mia, like when we were watching it, she just, she still looks childlike she does. to me. It's just like, um, back a while when we saw, uh, Tommen. When mm-hmm. he was having his, yeah, <laughs> it's just I know, like I know what you're talking about. Like any of those scenes where it's like the, I get it if the actors are of age or like in the country that they're filming, they might be of age, whatever, whatever the situation is. But she looks like 
She's 16 years old. No, I totally get it. And Arya's supposed so it to feels be young. Up, right. I, mean, I can't assure anybody wondering, yes, Maisie Williams is 100% of age. She's, she's of age for she's this She's over scene. 21. Yeah. She can do it. And also, I mean, in terms of just the story, like, those two have always had some sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Like, even back when, when she was way too young to do this in the early right. days. And they didn't do it then. I mean, it, 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 it surprised me to, to answer the person who was, who was uncomfortable about it. Because, I mean, you, you do think of Arya as kind of a kid. Because... When we first met her in the first season, she was a little baby. She was a little moppet. She was so tiny. <laughs> she's and she still hasn't lost her little baby fat in her she cheeks. She hasn't. Yeah, I, 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 I think she's one of the people who would just kind of look young for a long time. For a very long Some time. Some people have those faces. Yeah. But I think it was important because she's Arya. The character is not that girl at all anymore. No. Like this is a girl who she is, knows death. Killed a room. She knows death. <laughs> she knows death. <laughs> which is a fun bit, right? Who right. doesn't like that nice little. Oh, I love ominous it. monologue and throwing things at posts. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what got Gendry turned on a bit. Like, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. That's, that's yeah. his turn on, one hundred percent. But it's, but it still feels strange because she looks young, and I think even as mature she's come with killing people and things, all of that. It's there's just something about it that feels like, oh, that's happening. Like she's grown up. Like I don't, I don't. Maybe for me at least, I don't see her as grown up fully yet. Still, I don't entirely everything. too. But I think that the, the, one of the themes of this episode was um, how people have changed. Right. A lot of people talked about how much they've changed. Yeah, like we had Jamie literally telling Bran, "I'm not the same person I was when I pushed you out that window." Mm-hmm. Um, we had Jamie and Tyrion talking about like different miss the old days and like, well, no, I was living with my sister and it was kind of bad times. <laughs> it was a little bit weird. We had um, Dolores Ed talking to Sam about how, mm-hmm. like, oh, God, you've killed a White Walker and you love ladies. The world is truly ending. That kind of thing. That, by the way, side comment, mm-hmm. everyone needs to get off Sam. Like, he's done <laughs> a lot. He's accomplished a lot. And that's just, like, my side note is, like, I'm here for Sam. Because he's, he's like, yeah, he's killed things and no one thought he could kill. He's got Gilly. He's the one who helped you know, figure out who John was. So I 100%. feel like, so I, I, I get why he's still getting some shade from like his friends at the nice watch, but I feel like he's accomplished a lot more than a lot of his friends. Oh, have, I, so. I agree with you entirely, but I think that's also the point that, yeah. that, that we think of these people like Arya and Sam, like as we first saw them when yes. Sam was a loser and Arya was a little girl, but they're not like <laughs> they're, they're not. grown up. Arya right. is like someone who wants to have sex with the boy she likes. Yeah. And Sam's kind of a badass. Yeah, exactly. So that I saw was running throughout the entire thing. And I, and I liked that a lot. I did too. That also makes me think of what happened with Jamie and Bran a bit, because you have not so much like that, we still see him that way, but I think that there was that growth of that character that I wasn't expecting. Which one? Uh, with Jamie. Cool. With Jamie Lannister. I think with him it's interesting because I honestly, maybe even up until this episode, I was still expecting some of his ego to show up, some of his cockiness, like some of it. Right. I feel like I haven't felt it's fully like left him, but this episode is when I felt that. When I felt like he has fully let go of the golden lion that he was. And now which they brought up. Yeah. Which they totally brought that up. And then now he's Jamie Lannister. Try, maybe he's humbled now. Maybe he has more morals and oh, 100%. everything that happened with him in this episode, I thought kind of confirmed that he's let go of that. And I'm happy for that. I was waiting for that to happen because I felt like he had it in him to be a good person, but I wasn't sure if it was going to happen even in the final like episodes of season eight. I think you're right. And I think it's important that Bran didn't squeal about um, <laughs> what he did. Cause, right. Which again, m- m- my little pet theory just going into like a, a nerdy plot thing is that Jamie's important somehow to the war effort. So he couldn't, mm. so Bran couldn't say that or they'd execute him. 
Right. I enjoyed that scene. Um, my favorite scene had to be the song, probably, with, oh, with Podrick. I loved, yeah. again, and this is this kind of, tell, this, to me, this is what the episode was. The scene where they're all just kind of gathering around the fire mm-hmm. the night before. And no one's really pushing the plot forward at all. No. But they're all just sitting there and chatting. And again, talking about the old times, talking about the battles yeah. they survived. How every single person in that room had been against Winterfell. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> at one point. I joked, uh, I think we tweeted about this too, that like it was like a subtle like rager going on at Winterfell. Yeah, I mean, totally it, subtle it, rager. Wasn't like, it, like, it wasn't like frat boy rager. It almost got there with Tormund for a second with his like, <laughs> I've... That... He reminds me of, and I think someone else mentioned this on Twitter too on our for for cultures, and like I agree, he makes me think of like Ogre from like Revenge of the Nerds. I don't know if you know I've that never reference, seen it. but he he <laughs> I know what he, the movie. Is, I just feel I'm like saying. he walks and he's like nerds. <laughs> I, I beat a giant. What did you do? Like he has this, he has that mentality, but I feel like that. He that, was fun this episode. He was fun. He was fun. I, I loved it when he watched and he was like, is the big woman still here? Oh, the, the best part had to be when he, um, when he jumped into the frame out of nowhere and like, bear hugged Jon Snow. Just that was a big funny. flame of like red hair that came across. But I no, I, I agree that that scene is, was so interesting because you have so many people that you maybe never even expected to see with each other mm-hmm. ever. And they're all together having conversations like chatting before what's about to be like the worst battle like humanity's ever seen i guess so and i mean it was interesting i am a total sucker for a mournful elegaic dirge sung over a montage of people preparing for battle (laughs) it reminded me immediately of the lord of the Rings scene where pippin uh sings to king denethor in the return of the king anybody else what josh do you think that too I 100% thought that. But hey, I love that scene, and I love this scene. And I, I say, like, it's just too bad that Ed Sheeran couldn't have come back for uh, just a little bit. Like, I don't know why he would have been there. He could have just been, like, ah, just, like, popped out of nowhere. Been an angelic voice in the background. But no, that was that was sweet, too. And Podrick's got some lungs. Yeah. Hey, you know, Podrick's had, like, no lines for a long time, but made up for it all right there. Right there with Jenny's song, 100%. <laughs> you, got, you got everything. That's yeah. fine. The mournful montage. And just, I, I, I think, the in retrospect, the point of this episode is to just because it was so slow and it was so mm-hmm. kind of just it, it's just an episode you kind of just sit back in like you don't have to like be taking notes like oh what's gonna happen what theory does that play off it's just right. kind of sitting with these characters so we are invested in them when the next episode comes and like half of them die you that's the point of this episode no that makes a lot of sense and this reminds me i mean this is like it happens with a lot of shows like this especially mm-hmm. with a series like coming to an end you have to do a lot of this too that made me think about that as like we're so for some of these characters like if, if they die mm-hmm. next week that's it like there's there's there's, there's there's nothing and some of them will let, like let, let's be right. real some of those characters who we just we're reminded of how much we like. Frankly, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what this episode did. Right. They're going to die 100%. 100%. Do you have like, do you have your thoughts on like who's biting it? Let's, week? okay, really quick. So <laughs> that there was a very sweet, so many very sweet scenes this week. A very sweet Grey Worm Emma Sande scene, Ooh. which was, so, I, 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 again, like there were small things that really got to me. Like, mm-hmm. I love that Missandei's trying to talk to kids. And they're, and, like, and they're like, we've you know. never seen a black person before. We're northerners. And um, <laughs> no, there was there was off. I laugh. But uh, admittedly, that was a very awkward scene of I've never seen this person before. I've never seen a person of this color before. Oh, 100%. And that was that like kind of on its own realm brings up a whole list of questions about Game of Thrones dealing with race. It does. <laughs> it's got a thorny history. It but it, it, thorny, it does yeah. make sense to me that I mean, look, these are northerners. They're like snow people. 
They've, they've no idea what they're looking at. Well, they, I mean, they same thing confused. with the Unsullied too. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Daenerys and dragons, like all of it. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're very like grouped off kind yeah, of like insular. the way that wildlings are too. Like anyone that's grouped off into an area of this land that we have that hasn't seen anybody else. Like, yeah, they're going to be like, what is that? Like silver haired lady with dragons over there. So, okay. but yeah. no, and then Masanda have, a, have a, 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 a lovely conversation because mm-hmm. I wasn't, an early adopter of their romance, but I got on board eventually. Just, okay. I don't know, they won me over somehow. But around the time they had sex, I guess, just, oh, it's so beautiful. They were, you know, they, <laughs> they, so they, they, they were slaves and now they're, and, 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 and now they're finding their humanity again. It's so yes. lovely. But they're talking about, let's go on a vacation after the war is done. Yeah, oh, let's go on our swing break. One of them is 100% dying. Oh, I don't yeah. know which one, but 150,000%. I almost feel like, as much as like it could be likely that Grey Worm is, because I mean, he's going to sure. be in battle. I, I really, I, and I don't want this to happen because I feel like this is like a trope, especially with like really great female characters mm-hmm. is I feel like with Sandy, something's going to happen. Like she'll sacrifice herself, something will happen or it'll be kind of like the way, like uh, bringing up another whole like thing, like with Avengers where like someone just like dies off in the distance and you, and like they come back from battle and they find out like the way, like some people got snapped in infinity yeah. war and then you come back and you're like, Oh wait, that person's dead. I'm really worried that it's something that happens to her like that, where they go off to battle and they come back. And this could be a very creepy scene of like, some people coming back as whites and which she, you know they have to do they have to do that and, would be game of he, thrones writers malpractice if they didn't do if that. they didn't do it because they mm-hmm. need it's it's the same it's like they should take you know a little bit from like the walking dead in that and like bring some characters back just for a second so that people have to look into the eyes of people they loved and see them as oh, whites. oh my god it's <laughs> so horrible it sounds so sad it's gonna be awful viking don't do it <laughs> you suck dude you're the worst <laughs> exactly but don't do it but i have a feeling that's what's going to happen is some of those characters that we love will die and then they'll get they'll get to come back for a second yeah. and we'll yes see and then that. be killed by someone else masande or gray worm, gray worm um, has to torment i think is probably a good <laughs> candidate for the chopping block just because he's he's not that important to the story but he's a fan favorite and will be on the front lines i can see that happening i could see it and jamie Brienne or like, brienne oh. Oh, right. <laughs> Perhaps Bri- Brienne kills him and like, I'm not interested, Tarpon. I'm not. I said no to that date the first 20 times. But that, I could see that. But see, like, that could be a scene where it's like she has that connection to him a bit. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be the one that takes yeah. him out if he's a white. So. But I'm talking about Brienne. I think it's going to be either Jamie or Brienne because of their connection. Ooh. What do you think of the nighting scene? Where the Jamie Knight's oh, Brienne. That, that might have been my favorite. Really? Yeah, I could see it. That was a very good one. That, that, was, that was very hard. That was, it was... It just warmed me from the inside and out because Brienne, I think, has been like, I'm not like I, I have my favorites like everyone of does. Course. Daenerys is going to be my favorite for so many reasons because I've just loved her character and her storyline from the start. But Brienne, I think, is one of those like underlying. I don't want to say an underlying character, actually, even either. She's just a secondary character in my mind. She's not like one of these like I mean, big like, main characters. She's like one of those characters who like. On another show, could be a lead. Yes, but I feel like in this show is so packed with characters. So like, packed. Someone like her or Davos, who are like really great characters, oh, are just kind of great like actors. Too they're like behind they're them. like just under the front line. Yes, but that's there's something about Brienne that I think is just so inspiring. I I think she because I mean plainly, just speaking plainly, she's mm-hmm. a, a female character that has consistently shown that being a woman isn't going to be her downfall in any sense. And it's, she, it doesn't matter what her gender is. She's going to kick ass. And like, and that's who she is. And I think when she was knighted, 
it was for every woman who's been watching this show who wants to see those kinds of moments that to me got me a little choked up because I was like she deserved this from day one and it's also really touching that Jamie's the one that gives it to her there's a part of, of me that almost wanted her to just knight herself <laughs> like who needs to knight her she could just be an knight on her own but I think Jamie sure. doing that and and her like when she stands up and she's just got like the biggest happiest smile on her oh, face oh it's so nice I love that which is why bit. she might die <laughs> because or Jamie or Jamie die, dies perhaps Jamie has to get down there to, her, to, to kill Cersei who we didn't see in this episode at all thankfully <laughs> I mean th th their relationship kind of came full circle on this because yeah. it started out as I mean I guess Jamie was the captor but he always right. thought of himself as better than Brienne that she was this right. weird freak person that's like a woman knight way too tall this shouldn't be happening mm -hmm. and he comes to respect her and now we're getting to the point where he's like I will fight under you and command yeah. you because I'm not it as makes good a fighter me think as I of am. that speech that she gave once about like what happened when she was a young girl With and Renly. how yeah. and, and how uh Renly like came to her aid when she was like oh everyone made me feel like a princess and then I realized everyone was laughing at me it's like no one laughing at her now She's a knight and she's amazing and inspiring. And I think it's something that Jamie saw for a while. And I think for shippers of those two, because I saw a lot of that tonight, a lot of people right. being like, Brienne and Jamie should be like the next couple. I I could see it possibly happening because he has shown her like all of the respect that someone yeah, should. Yeah, respect is the watchword yeah, here, I think. A ton sure. of respect between those two. Yeah. Now. It took a now, while, but it got sure. there. It took, it took some time. I mean, I feel like it was slightly there a little bit. But now Pretty it's like, early but, on. I mean, it's hard not to like watch Brienne fight and not respect her. Oh, uh, yeah. But she, she's such a great person to go to for emotional because yeah. her character is just, there's like no artifice there. It's all about just being like a big raw nerve and vulnerable and yes. open and just. I love that about her. Yeah. She's so straightforward. She's just. Mm -hmm. she, she's one of the few characters on the show Horribly loyal like that. and just sticks yeah. up for people she likes. And if she doesn't like you, she'll she's fight you. She's like, Exactly. Yeah, so she's always she's always been a great and again another character who's just like such a great character, but just kind mm -hmm. of secondary in the show. Exactly. Um, we got a hit a couple of plot points. Mm -hmm. So they all talked about they had one of those scenes that are so Game of Thrones where they all sit around a big table we'll and talk about them. a plan. Yep. Yes. Only this one was a little different because I have never seen that many characters around one of those maps. No. There have been a lot of scenes and a lot of episodes where people stand around a map and talk about like if, if, if the army goes here and the army goes, we can do this way. But it was like Daenerys and Jon and Arya and Sansa and Jorah and Lyanna Mormont oh and Tormund and Davos and Brienne. Accomplished? Yeah, they made a whole plan. It I was mean, it, to and me, Tyrion and Bran. I mean, there was a lot. Of, maybe it's just because there was so much happening, and to me, I it almost was taken away when Tormund at the end's like, "Yeah, we're all gonna die." So <laughs> they kept saying that was another theme, and, and then Tyrion I, breaks it at the end with like, "I think we might live," which I think was like the, the punchline to all those "we're all gonna die" bits. And I hope that's true, but there was definitely like there was so many people at that table that I was almost like, "Can they make a plan?" Because I feel like there's a lot of opinions that could be happening there. But it worked out pretty okay. But you're you're right; it was a very Game of Thrones scene. Like but, you can't not have that scene. Like that, like the, like that may be the game. It, it's been so. There's been so, so many versions of that scene over the oh, eight yeah. years of this show. Oh, yeah. People are planning stuff. And in this case, we just, talk about, we just got to talk about their plan for a second. Because, yes. you know, it's not as interesting as the emotional stuff, I think. But we do. We should touch on it. Yes. So their plan is to use Bran as bait. Mm -hmm. 
He is a three-eyed raven. He's with the Night King's mark. You marked him, you jack and weed. Um, <laughs> he can see where he is. So Bran's going to be in the Godswood. Yes. And they're going to hope the Night King goes to kill him because killing Bran is tantamount to killing the memory of the world. That was such an intense quote. With it, with that and also what Sam said, too. Like, isn't that like what death is, in a sense? Like, Yeah, he was getting philosophical there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, real deep. It's like, Sam, you got a philosophy PhD. That's great. Good for you. I mean, he, he's been around books long enough. I guess he feels like yeah. he's got it. But <laughs> but no, he got real deep for a second. But I I can see why the Night King would be going for that. But it's will, would he fall for it? Is obviously the biggest question of yeah, all. Yeah, that is a well. I'm, and then again, I, I think that's why we have to know. We have to hear them talking about that, so we yep. can know kind of the geography of the battle, which will be important right. for next week. Um, hope it works out. I, I like Tyrion wanting to know about Bran's weird ass story. I that must have been a fun it. conversation. And especially when Bran's like, mm, like it's a long time, and like Tyrion's like, what else do we have to do? Yeah, yeah. There's literally nothing else. So Rip. yeah, please tell me everything. Okay, the other two big moments we discussed, there were so many good moments. I loved, um, I, I really liked the Davos Gilly bits where they were letting oh, out soup. Talk? Yeah. The whole like to, thing with the little girl. To the little girl. Who was like who was cl- Oh, clearly supposed to be a Shireen analog Such with, a Shireen. with the scarring on her face. That, that, little girl's, that little girl's voice, her accent, everything got me in the feels. And I was- Me too. I was like, that's Shireen. And Davos was like this close to like breaking down. And then thankfully Gilly came in and was like, you can protect us in the crypt. And Dobbs was like, thank you, because that girl 100% was going to die <laughs> if she was yeah, actually out. I mean, 100%. you're brave and everything, but yeah. fine. Um, God, okay. Uh, Sam giving Heartsbane to Jorah. That was a cute moment. That was yes. fun. Jorah and Lyanna Mormont. So many little character beats in this one. I think it's also interesting where it's like you, for maybe a millisecond, you forget the connections that people have. Like, yeah. that's, that's... Like they're cousins. That's, so like they're cousins. It, yeah. They're cousins. And you go, oh, wait, that's right. So I, <laughs> that's also what I love about everyone coming together at Winterfell, is everyone's, like, coming together that you didn't think would ever see each other or meet each other. But, no, that Sam moment with Jorah was really sweet, too. Also, Jorah with... Oh, it really was. Sam's been killing it this season. He was great yeah. last episode, too. John Bradley, like, the whole thing about... um. You know, like, he, he wants to fight. He can fight. But at the end of the day, he is more of a book guy. And he's like, yeah. this is my family's sword. It's Lyran's steel. I can't hold it upright. So maybe you should have maybe it. Maybe you should take this and, like, take it onto the battlefield. And, exactly. you know, he's given it to... Because Jorah's father was Sam's commander in the Night's Watch. And now it's yeah. it's a whole... It, it, it's a whole thing for that. Yeah. All the connections. So Every, connections. Everything's coming around this time. And this sure. was all in Winterfell. There was yeah. no King's Landing or anything. So it really was focused down on these small beats. And uh, by the way, I completely agree with the uh, commenter Tushar Sharma. This episode was to make you fall in love with every character they are going to murder in episode three. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, basically. 100%. That's exactly what's going to happen. Okay. Well, there are two big points we have to hit, mm-hmm. which are Daenerys' Sansa talk. Daenerys and Sansa Ooh, discuss yeah. things. And of course, John tells Daenerys the truth. Yes. About himself. Which one should we hit first? I, I think we'll go in order. I think let's talk about okay. Sansa and Daenerys. So that. <laughs> go ahead. Just tense. It was really tense because I think um, uh, we were discussing a little before we started actually going live. Here is that it probably wouldn't have made sense to anybody at all if these two like walked away as best friends. Yeah, like, and so I, there, there was a they lot did of, come together a bit. They came together for a minute. And like they even have fun little jokes. I loved the joke that Daenerys has about, uh, I was with someone else and he was taller. Give me a little talk about Khal Drogo there Drogo, for a second. Yeah. But I, I thought it was realistic and I appreciated that because it's... I, you know exactly what happened is that Jorah was like, you need to go talk to Sansa. You need to go talk to... You like, think? Probably. I, I feel like that's what he was like saying to Daenerys a moment ago where he was like, here's one other thing. 
And yeah, he's, maybe, he's starting yeah, to right. be that advisor for her. And he's like, maybe you should go talk to Sansa because you've been kind of like, it's been a little tense between you two. So they go and have their conversation. And if I'm Daenerys, I'm thinking, I'm going to go talk to this sister, get good mm-hmm. with her because I need every ally I can yeah. have. So they have a great conversation. Everything's going great. But Sansa being Sansa, I 100% was not surprised when she brought this up when she's like, what happens to the North when we're done? And then Danny like a hold in her hand it, and takes it off the at the very just, end. Yeah. It's like slowly slipped away. It's like, mm, maybe we're not BFFs anymore. That was, that wasn't surprising to me because I feel like Sansa's always been looking out for the North. Totally. And, and, herself and, and just... she has to ask that question because very quickly, Things, things will quickly happen where a battle could happen. If they win, the next thing it's dealing with Cersei. And then after mm-hmm. that, it's like it could very quickly turn into Daenerys takes the Iron Throne and all this stuff happens. And, and the exerts North, her will on the North. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like Sansa's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to ask this question right now because I know my brother wouldn't ask it. Yes, because she, he's she knew like he Indian. wouldn't. Yeah, he 100% knows that like he's got Gaga eyes over you. So I got to ask the big question here is what happens with our independence? And that was extremely tense. It was also like, they were tense even obviously from the start when they're having that meeting, going over things with Jamie Lannister. And so I was like, oh, I agree with you. Oh, wait, no, I don't. The iciest of stares happened. And then she, them. when they stand up, she leaves. The, I liked that. Like, she left the room immediately. Yeah, so I was like, bye. <laughs> like, she did wait for them to stand up. You wait for the queen to stand up before you leave. But then but she then walked right Nobody out. else was moving. Like, she was the only one who was like, bye. It was just, it was so icy. It was so tense. So, like, that conversation that they have it afterwards, it's, it doesn't surprise me. But I also feel like that, that's going to be interesting how that, whatever that relationship is, how that develops between those two, because there's clearly they're not, they're not cool on many levels. I mean, I was, uh, so I've had people on winners coming, just people talking about how that will, how that will all resolve. Cause mm-hmm. last week was a big point that Sansa and Danny are not seen eye to eye. Yeah. That Daenerys wants to be queen. Uh, Sansa is like, uh, no, thank you. You, mm-hmm. you know, you killed your father, killed a lot of Stark people. And also, right. I think with Sansa is always that she went through so much crap, like mm-hmm. being kind of shuffed around by this person, this person uses a yeah. pawn, this game and this game. Obviously with Ramsey Bolton, she was literally violated in a horrible, horrible way. Yeah, exactly. That at this point she's she's determined to never not be in control again. It's basically my my oh, theory of Sansa. That's a good point. That's a great point. Like everything she's been through. Like she's it's just not gonna happen. So that's why she's resistant to someone like anybody mm-hmm. having power. Like she wants to be in charge. Because only that way can she be in control. So it no, makes, that's a safe. I mean, that's a safe way to go, especially as you said, everything that she's experienced, which is just complete, not in control at all, and powerlessness exactly. for like the first half of the show, basically. And she, and I think she's seen how even if you if you give someone an inch, like with Baelish, mm-hmm. how that could go wrong really quick. So yeah. she's like, I don't want to make that mistake ever again. So no, I agree with you. That makes total sense. Yeah. So of course she would be. So and I was a little afraid that they would completely make up. Which, Which would be super like dragon, like flying dra- on dragons, cheesy. <laughs> like flying on dragons. The dragons were nowhere in this one. They so. weren't at all. I, I'm a little worried for them on the side because it's super cold. So yeah. I, I'm like, are they okay? Because like they're cold blooded. So I hope like they've got something warm to like help them out. But I mean, they literally have fire inside them. So I, I hope I hope that helps them enough. I hope <laughs> I hope they're good with that. But no, we didn't see them at all. But it, there was enough fire intensity going on between those two. In that meeting, for sure. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that w- that was unresolved. There's still some tension. Because, yes. I mean, we have another, like, 
more than half the season to get through. Like, it has mm-hmm. to go somewhere. Right. Um, so I'm glad that was. The other thing that wasn't resolved, and kind of in a similar way, was when John told Danny the truth. In both situations, yeah. like... Danny takes the hand off Sansa, and then the maester comes in and is like, hey, you guys are needed. And then they don't right. get to talk further. And then with John and Danny, John tells Danny his true origin. Yep. And then before they can really talk about it, you get three horns, the White Walkers are here. And so they, they, we, they, we have to come back to this. No, they definitely have a look at the end like, Ooh, we need to keep oh, yeah. talking about this. But humanity might be extinct, so we should deal with that first. Maybe we'll deal with that first. <laughs> That's actually what surprised me is him telling her yeah. before the battle. Maybe that's, that's, I'm not surprised that she was ever going to find out. I, I knew he would tell her eventually because oh, but it would get out somehow. It would, it would get out somewhere. I thought it was going to leak. So I was wrong. Ooh, that would have been. Like that Sam been. would leak it because he was kind of mad. <laughs> Sam, Sam just like out, just spreading. He, he is doing like two Sansa. I thought it would be like Sam would leak it to Sansa and she would get it out. But no, he just, told no, her. he just told her. And I, but I am surprised that it was, it was revealed to her before the battle mm-hmm. because I feel Basically, that with so much that's about to happen, you don't want anything, you anything awkward, any issues, any of that getting in anyone's mind before a huge battle. So, like to reveal that at all to anybody, right? It was kind any, of poor timing. Didn't make any sense. But, I, I just but, thought but it was because it that, that he was in the crypts and he was in front of his mother's statue, like and, and she's asking, like, "Who's that?" And he must have just been like. I mean, uh, it it seems like the universe is handing me this opportunity on a platter. Like, I can't not do this. Also TV, because we want it to be TV. I mean, of all the places he's going to stand, he's standing in front of Lyanna Stark's. Like, of all the places he's standing. Well, of course he is, because because he just got this information a week ago. Yeah. So now he's He's curious about her, too. He's getting all broody. He's doing his thing. He's the broodmaster. He's like, Mom, what the hell? Just why can... You have not died in childbirth, I guess. I guess this makes any <laughs> why sense. Why could you have her. not done this? Why, why did you die giving birth to me? I mean, he's. I, I think it makes sense that he'd be curious about his newfound oh, sure. mother now. No, I mean, I'm not surprised that like he would like be down there, maybe even mm. like praying or, or seeking some kind. Maybe he's thinking some prophecy is going to come to him, like with Bran, maybe. Yeah, but but that was that was definitely a moment. And I will say something that's interesting with Daenerys there is, obviously, we know it's true. But no. I, but I thought it was interesting when she starts to bring up to him, like, "Oh, you're you're not at all suspicious that this information came to you from your brother mm-hmm. and your best friend." Like, basically, Which, you know, to, yeah, legitimate questions, with legitimate questions. But admin, but we all know the truth, so mm-hmm. we all we all know there's like there's no like hidden something going on here. Like, it's 100 percent true. But yeah. that those questions from her and then her like the very last thing she says, we're like, "Oh, you might have." You, you're the one who's going to get the, the Iron Throne. throne yeah. That was laced with both like, oh, this is actually a thing. And I am pissed. Like, you, I am pissed. You read it as pissed? I read it as, I am, this is not okay. Like, I am not okay with how this is about to go down. Because I think if they'd had like a few more minutes down there, she would have said a lot yes. of other things. But I mean, we're, I think that, again, like if you're a TV writer, you you leave that part oh, instead because you know we're all going to wonder oh yeah by the way really quick commenter julie davies who is a great uh who's number one fan so i was on the turn of the show hey. i was glad john told danny he was too much on him not to do the right thing which is true john always blurts out the truth he's done that a lot no, that makes like sense. at the dragon pit yeah. um, meeting he just that's just the way john i mean works. he's an honorable man so yeah. i think that makes sense that he would 
say it for sure. But again, I was just a little surprised right before a battle he's going to do it. Yes. But but I could see what, to your point, like he's standing there in front of the statue. She's talking to him. She's like, oh, I, I always, I can't believe that Rhaegar, like, <laughs> he, he used yeah. to sing and give money to the poor. And then he's like, it's he's like, actually I nice. just got to complete this sentence. <laughs> he just, exactly, like Mad Libs, let me finish this for you. So. Okay, well, uh, so you think that she was angry, which is certainly a, I mean, again, they, they, they left it ambiguous. Frustrated. Oh, maybe, totally. Maybe not like angry, like I want to kill you or something like that. But I think she's definitely frustrated. Well, the big question is, them. where does that go? Like, do they end up like uh, uh, on a scale from we get over it and we rule or Danny, like just lets him rule as king, which is like the, mm-hmm. the most magnanimous could be to right. we actually fight each other for the Iron Throne in the last episode. Right. Somewhere in between there is where this could go. I No, I think so. I'm, you know, I don't know. This is tough because part of me is like, oh, like she loves him. And like, they're never going to fight. But that's never stopped her before with people that she liked or cared about. I mean, she cared intensely. She banished Jorah. Jorah, exactly. So I feel like. She's getting pretty mad at Tyrion in this one. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like at the end of the day, the Iron Throne is, is her love. Like that is Ooh, that is, that's true power love. is her love. Huh. It's always been that for Daenerys, that's and so line. and and honestly, if I were to like get into her mindset for a minute, I'd be like, you know what, that was a good, that was a good, you know, whatever time with Jon Snow, but I'm here for my throne. Like, and if that's gonna get in the way of the throne, then peace. I think that will be the tension. Like that's the question of how she's gonna have to work out what he's gonna have to work out. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Me too. And looking forward to seeing whether it disrupts this battle they're about to have. Like there's icy stairs going on across like a battlefield or something. Even though like I admit. Or I don't know. Oh, what? Okay, this this isn't gonna happen. Like the worst case scenario, she's like flying on a dragon over the battlefield. John's down there. She's like, you know, what if I just dropped a rock on him? (laughs) What if my uh, dragon accidentally Accidentally. lights this area on fire where Jon Snow (laughs) is? It could very well be like that. But I I I feel like. Obviously, these the, those two have to make it through because we have to have some like post battle conversation about what that's going I mean, again, to be. You know what's really great? Like we know the next one is, is a giant battle. Yes, I have no idea what the final three episodes are. What the what the final what could be happening after that battle? Yeah, I really don't. Uh, it's just a lot of walkers. And those are around. all really long episodes. <laughs> those are like hour and a half episodes right. after that. Do you feel, I mean, do you feel like the, the Battle of Winterfell's episode, that's it, or any of it extends into episode four? I think the, the Battle of Winterfell, the next episode, is the longest episode in the history of the series. Mm-hmm. It's like 82 minutes. If they can't do the whole thing with that. <laughs> right. No, I, that's a They good got point. some issues. I think it'll be the whole thing next time. But then, but I. After that, I do not what's know. What's happening? Which is why I feel like that gives you a good idea of like, yes, of course, got it. People are going to die. We know that. But I feel like it's a lot of what occurs after the battle and dealing with Cersei, like if anything. I mean, all of that makes sense. Or it's that they somewhat defeat them. And well, this this might be like, I don't know how founded this could be, but we didn't see the Night King like during that lineup of the White Walkers, like right. right at the end. So there's this weird part of me that wonders, is he even there? I mean, does the smart he, thing to do would not be there. That's what I'm thinking is I'm wondering if he does a fake out and like, right. he, and like he has his like whole, like he has part of his army there, but he goes off to do something else or whatever it else that he needs to do to take over. Like there's a part of me that wonders like, yeah, I, I obviously am smart enough to figure oh, out God. that they're, they're, they're trying to I wonder to if he kills Bran next week. 
I mean, they're using him as bait. It's possible he outsmarts them somehow. But I, I mean, can. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he does it. You ask. That's what you want. <laughs> exactly. But I wouldn't anyway, be surprised. Yeah. What? A, uh, really quick before we wrap up. Um, I loved Arya and the Hound. I, I loved yes. that. Yeah, they're just great. I mean, just any, that any actor is so natural. Rory McCann. Yes. Um, just a. You used to not be able to shut up. Now you're a freaking mute. Come on, give me something. They I know, especially like when he was drinking and stuff too. I expected something more there, but any scene between them is perfect. Yes. And um, Nancy asked, uh, brings up uh, Melisandre and Varys. They're going to come back at some point, or Melisandre will. We know that. Mm-hmm. Don't know where she is yet. Oh, God. And I think uh, no matter what happens, this episode was necessary to, mm-hmm. again, like the one commenter said, Remind us of how much we like these characters so right. we can kind of get reacquainted with them and reestablish the stakes before they start to die, which I think true. is coming next week. Oh, it's coming. I, I really hope that some of my favorite people don't. I mean, there, there's a weird... Well, actually, no, I sh- I'll say this. Obviously, I don't want like anyone to die, but there is a messed up part of me that's really excited, like I said before, to see Walker versions of some yeah, of these people because I, will happen. I, I just need to see it. I need to see like, 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 like Tormund, like if he became one, I mean, his eyes are already blue, so he could, he's already got some of the part to play, but I mm-hmm. think like seeing any of <laughs> anyone turn into a white would be like, what if like they somehow get to the crypt and like everyone in the crypt, like Gilly and all the kids and all the women down there, like that, that could be super depressing. Mm. I know, I know I'm dark and depressing. You know what's <laughs> awesome that they haven't used that, pulled that card before. Like this has been a show for a long time. No one, no one we know has become a zombie. Like that we really care about. Like, like well, no, no one we know. Like we've never seen like a zombie we know. It's all been faceless, random, long dead white I th- people. Well, I think the only one that I mean, I I say like barely know. Like with Hard mm-hmm. Home, like we had like just oh Carsey, I guess you're right. Yeah, like but I'm talking, but I get what you're saying. Like that we really know. Like if we were to see like Cersei or so, like I like something crazy like that. Which again, it's just a card they have. To play they have on a to. show and if they don't, where I'm there upset. are zombies. They just have to. I will be upset if they don't do it. <laughs> One last note. I'm also impressed that um, we're two episodes in to the John Danny know what's happening and mm-hmm. no one's brought up incest. Mm-hmm. Like no one's put up the fact that that's where it's all been about. Like it's all been about the Iron Throne and how that's the problem. Yeah, I like. Like, how, isn't the nephew Ant thing a problem too? Well, I like how like he like he was more like shocked that it was a that it was just that. Yeah. And she, yeah, like her very first. But like I said with Daenerys, it's like power, which is what she hears about the most. So she's just like, wait, you you could take the Iron Throne for me, like. But yeah, I I'm kind of waiting for that to occur, but. Give I, and I know you've talked a lot about this. Autonomy, take the black, but incest on this show—it just seems to be like an underlying. Like, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I blame this show for normalizing incest on television. It's, it's messed up. The fact that like people are just all day about da- Danny and John. I'm like, do you not understand what their relationship is? But that's normalized, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I know I keep, I know I keep adding on things to talk about, but just one last thing. Um, I was unexpectedly emotional about Sansa and Theon getting back together. Mm. They've been through a lot. They've been through a uh, lot. And there's some feelings. It was great. I feel like there could be a little bit of feelings happening. They did have a shot of like them looking at each other while they're eating soup. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's just playing, like one of those like playing for the fans kind of a scene. Like the show's just like, we know like people are going to think this about these two. So we'll give them that for a moment to make them speculate. I don't know if that's what it is, but 
Then there's a creepy part of me that remembers like everything that happened between Theon and Sansa before they were okay. Like all of that with the Bolton stuff, all of that just makes me go, I don't think those two should actually be together. But then again, they they, they have that trauma in common. Maybe they can help work through it. (laughs) They just go to therapy together. They both suffered under the hands of Ramsey Bolton quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe that's their I don't know. Maybe it's their connection. Who knows? I was moved when they re- reunited. Because, oh, I, I was mean, too. The hug was very sweet. They helped each other get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Like they sprung each other. And Theon's one definitely changed so much for the better. Again, so I, change. Gotta underline that. <laughs> themes. Hashtag themes. Themes, exactly. Okay. Any other thoughts about this episode, Sharari? Um I don't know if this is something we need to get too deeply into because I feel like it's been a th- a fan theory for some time that people are worried about Tyrion in season eight, but I'm worried about Tyrion because from everything I'm seeing, it doesn't seem like Daenerys is too happy with him as her advisor. And despite her being told by Jorah, like, Hey, like, you know, people make mistakes. I'm Jorah Mormon over here. I made my mistakes. I'm like, you (laughs) kicked me out for a while. Uh, But I, I'm just worried for Tyrion's safety and what's going to happen with him. I either feel like he'll be in the crypt and something bad's going to happen in the crypt because he's down there or B, he'll survive. But at some point, Daenerys is going to be like, you know what? You're a crappy hand and I don't want to. I mean, she did give a whole speech about how great his brain was. Um, at the council meeting. But I wonder if that was it. just like a subtle, like, I just don't want you on the battlefield. Like, I, I know, I, I feel like it's true. Like, he does have a great brain, but I just wonder if part of her was just like, I just don't want to deal with you on the battlefield. Yeah, just yeah. go hang out in the crypt. So, so maybe so maybe Danny is contemplating um, going against both uh, Jon Snow and Tyrion. Maybe. I mean, maybe there I, are two I, rocks to drop. <laughs> two rocks to drop in different places for sure. <laughs> It's going to be a great episode next week. I'm very excited. Although I, I, I really enjoyed this one, too. And we will be back next week, same time after the episode on Sunday, to talk about what will probably be a very emotional Very emotional. Uh, I'm wearing black now, episode. but I think we'll, everyone needs to be in black next week. So. Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. And we'll be back next week. We'll also be on uh, this Wednesday, Take the Black Live at Wednesday at 4 p.m. here on the Facebook page, Central Standard Time. And we'll be back next Sunday, right after the episode, at Take the Black React to react to the latest Game of Thrones episode. Thanks for joining us, Sharon. Thank you. Okay. Hi, everybody.